Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. Hey, Dream Builder, this episode is powered by Design Crowd. Design Crowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses get creative and quality designs from custom logos to business cards and even web designs. There's a community of over 900,000 designers from all across the world that's ready to bring your idea to life in as little as ours. So head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and see what all the hype is about. What's good, Dream Builder? It's Casanova. We are back again. And in today's episode, I got my brother with me, Mr. Sean Anthony. Sean, up, hey, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? What's up, Dream Nation? Glad to be here, Cass. I love your setup. I love what you're doing over there, man. Let's get it, man. Let's let's add value. Let's add Clubhouse app. And for anybody who doesn't know you, I would say that right now they're probably sleeping under a rock because, I mean, you've been one of the hottest things smoking, especially in the podcasting world. But, I mean, even before the Clubhouse app, you've had some of the biggest names in the world on your show, right? You've had Grant Cardone. You've had uh, Beyonce's dad. Mr. Knowles, you've had so many people. So the thing that I want to say is we all know you as the Superman outside of what you're doing. But what we don't know is who's that Clark Kent behind the scenes. So I want to ask you, you know, for the public that don't know, who is the real Sean Anthony? Man, it's a a kid from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, who just had a hunger and passion to want it more, to want it more and fight more. I think I've always been some type of hustler. Uh, I look back to like when I was 14, like the hustle mentality was installed upon me. Uh, my brother went out to college, becomes a big nightlife party promoter. I mean, the dude was partying with huge artists. Uh, and so at 14, I was I was in the club, fam. I was in the club. I was learning how to network and market. I was partying with artists like Rick Ross, Young Jeezy. And the mentality was how to network and collaborate and bring people together. That's what a whole party scene is. So at that young age, I was just doing parties. I was doing parties. I remember the first party, I remember like it was yesterday, I threw a graduation party for a bunch of high schoolers. Like imagine a 14-year-old kid trying to throw an 18-year-old graduation party. I did it. Right. Not only did we do it though, bro, we did it and I made $6,000. So it was like an aha moment, man. Just a hustle mentality. I went out to college, became a big promoter myself. And shout out to anybody listening from HBCU, uh, Winston-Salem State University. Got it. That's what's up, bro. So talk to where did, I guess, where did the success first start for you? Because the reason why I asked this is a lot of people when they originally are thinking about success, right? And they're thinking, yo, I got to get it right now. But for you, I know you've been through some hardships, right? In your life. So where did the success first start to, where did it start to turn for you? I think there's different, if you look at your life, almost like a book with chapters, right? Like there's different levels of success and what you might view success as 
you know, like in, in parties, success was making it out of the club without any fights. Nobody gets shot and you still got the money. Uh, in college, the success was graduating, which I did and got a degree. Uh, when I went corporate after, you know, seeing everybody graduate success to me at that moment was getting promoted so much. I got promoted six times in four years, but I think the real true success was learning. Even after I took a job promotion family, it took me six hours away from my family, realizing what mattered to me the most. Mm. And what mattered to me the most was my family taking that drive, which led to me creating a podcast that, that I have right now that's out that's popping. Got it. So you're in the corporate world. Why did you decide to get out? Like, were you working 80 hours a week? What did that look like for you when you first started? Yeah. I, yeah. I think about it. Like, like when I come from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, I remember, I remember at one point looking at a salary, I was flipping through a salary. I think I was in like 11th grade. And I, I saw 70,000. I said, oh, 70,000. I'll, I'll make you when I get to 70,000. Here's the thing. When you get to 70,000 from a corporate job and you start looking at how often you're there, how long you're working and, and the, the attitudes and people you're dealing with, the more money that comes with it, it's truly not worth your potential. I think what, I, what made me want to make the leap is realizing what I was capable of and most importantly, preparing myself for that type of leap. Um, and I think that's what really made me want to do it. And just, just realizing that, you know, I, I can't, you know, Big Sean has a, a saying, he has this line in this song. He says, I can't spend my whole life looking at the same ceiling fans if I ain't special, why I feel it then? And I, right. I listen to that song and I'm like, yo, that's, that's, that's true. That's how I feel. And then you just know. That's what's up, man. So your brother's doing party promoting, right? And, and you kind of latch onto that. Then all of a sudden you go to corporate route, you get a degree. Now, what was your environment like once you get into the corporate life? Is everybody else around you entrepreneurs or everybody else is doing this corporate life as well? Man, ain't nobody an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, uh, Kevin O'Leary has this, uh, I overheard him say it, uh, a, a salary is a drug that people give you to make you forget that your dreams exist. Mm. Um, and everybody in a corporate, nobody has anything uh, but that job, but that brand. And for me, it was always a turnoff. Like, fam, you really just gonna, you really gonna give it all to them. Like, like, I, I think, I think that's, that's really the, the key factor uh, for, for me. Uh, as far as like like wanting to leave corporate or thoughts of corporate and what the surroundings were like, I stood out. You know, I'm a black, I'm a young black guy going through it. They put me on a high potential program. I was just racing. But what I paid attention to is what people were saying about me. And I didn't, I, I want you to get this right now. If you're listening is pay attention to what people say you do the best with the least amount of effort. It could be a job review. People were saying, yo, Sean, when you talk, people listen, people were saying, Hey, I like your voice. People were saying, Hey, you collaborating with everybody. Like I was bringing like huge companies into our company to work with us like Microsoft. Um, so when you're doing things like that, pay attention to those signs and then realize the true, the true talent is you. Got it. And the reason why I asked that is because now, I guess my thought is, what was your environment like when you decide that, hey, I'm going to go into becoming a true bread entrepreneur? Because everybody, you always got those naysayers, right? That's like, nah, you don't want to do that. It's risky. There's so many downsides to it. But for you, you decide, nah, I'm going to go all in. And then not only on top of that, did you decide to become an entrepreneur? You're doing one of the most trending things, right, That that's out there right now because there wasn't a super blueprint. Now more things are becoming revealed. And what I'm talking about is podcasting. So you decide you're going to get into podcasting. Like, how did the turnaround, what did that look like for you? What did you, was your family supportive? Was your wife supportive? 
Yeah, man, Fallon, Fallon was all for it. I think I think the biggest thing is this, is that when you start doing things people are unsure of, right? You got you to look at the people that are making the comments and realizing they never done it before. You got to look at the people that are like that are second guessing it. That's because that's all they know. You know, sometimes the biggest naysayers are people that are in your family. They don't, they never seen another life. They never right. seen the potential. They never seen what's truly possible. Uh, but I, and I think there's always going to be that person who's been with the company for 10, 20 years that are saying, oh, are you sure? They're staying at that job for insurance, fam. And you know what, what really shocked me uh, is looking at like, 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 like no, no knock on 401ks. I understand that, you know, it's, it's okay to work for somebody, but I want to say this to work your whole life, to wait till a 401k reaches a certain point. So you can retire 65 and you might die tomorrow. It's crazy because yeah. most importantly, if you got that goal, that dream, that idea, that whatever hundred thousand, whatever goal you got for your 65 year old uh, of life, you can get that in a month. This is truly being focused and realizing what you can do the best and tapping into it. Man. So why podcasting? I think that's the first thing that a yeah. lot of people want to, because they've heard your podcast. They've seen you talk about podcasting. Why podcasting? You could have did some of anything. Why podcasting? <laughs> oh, we still doing some every day too. So <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think about it, like there's things that happened and you don't know why you're doing it, but they all tend to kind of formulate in a crazy way. Right. I talked about it earlier, like 14, throwing parties, throwing events. Now look at my life now with, with COVID and with all these other things, fam, I'm still throwing events. I'm putting them together yeah. in a different way. Like whether it's the podcast culture conference where we did last Saturday, which is going to turn to something crazy, you know, but, but for me, podcasting was it because when I stood in those boardrooms, when I stood on those, those meetings where I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in front of the CEO Fam, the CEO and the president of huge 500, like, like these are, these are huge companies and I'm looking at their face. I'm looking at their response and I'm looking at how they're going with what I'm saying. I saw that I was doing too much for them that I could do for myself, but most importantly that people paid attention. And I knew that the people that I really wanted to reach were people that looked like me. And I knew the way to do that was utilizing my voice by bringing on huge people who've already achieved levels of success, but telling their stories on my platform schools over now what? Got it. So how did you get, because I mean, now we're getting into the meat and potatoes, right? Of, of how you started to do it. Because when you first set out, you decided, okay, I'm going to use this platform to really be able to build relationships with people. I want some of the biggest name people. How did you get that first guest and who was that first guest for you? Yeah, man. Good question. I think in the beginning stages, like we all just want to get started. So in the beginning stages, I was interviewing like, like the hottest DJ, uh, girl who started business, uh, out of college, but episode seven, things changed. Episode seven, I, I took my shot at a guy who was releasing a new book. I watched him all the time on Bravo, New York made all listening. I took my shot at Ron Serhant and right. I said, Hey, this is the show. This is the concept of the show. This is why I think you'll be a, a perfect person for this show. And I want to make it happen. And he said, yes. And at the time, I didn't think too much of it, but I said, okay, he has over a million followers. He's saying yes to this now. A lot can happen to this. So I wanted to make sure I gave the, the type of interview that could possibly go viral. He'll say something he's never said before. And I knew he was doing a vlog at the time. So the whole time he's interviewing with me, right? He's has his, He was doing it like through his phone. He had his phone on speakerphone. He's having cameras follow him around New York. And you could hear my voice speaking back to him. And he was saying some of the craziest things he's never said before because I, I put him in a position of giving me the Ryan that's, that's not in that suit and tie, but the Ryan that is in a white t-shirt eating like Oreo ice cream. And he just went in 
and he said something that was just crazy about, you know, education and being a student after you graduate and how, you know, forget the money. You know, I say forget the money, but he said F the money, you know, and, yeah. and he takes this clip, he puts it on YouTube on his vlog and fam, it blows up. And so I saw so many people commenting, who is he talking to? Who's pulling these questions out of him? So I left a, a, a comment. And I said, hey, guys, you enjoy this. Catch the full podcast episode. And I left the link. I ain't think nothing else of it. I woke up the next day. Ryan had pinned the comment. So it took the number one spot. Still there to this day. It took the number one spot. And I wake up the next day. And I had over 75,000 downloads off the episode. So after that, fam, it was over. It was an aha. It was a, a domino effect. It, it becomes a Rolodex where you just start, you know, name dropping people. And it's a, it's a wrap, bro. Jeez. So you take that. Now, what gave you, I guess, the, the, the end to be able to get it? Like, did you know anybody that he had already worked with? Like, people, because a lot of people right now, they're starting a podcast or maybe they're starting a blog or a YouTube channel. And they're like, man, I would love to get somebody of the caliber of a Ryan Serhant. But everybody's reaching out to him nowadays. How do I stand out? For you, what was the way that you stood out to be able to get him to say yes? Because I'm sure when he's going on a book tour, everybody's reaching out and they all want to get him on. Yeah, I think like think about it like this. I I ain't had no connection to him. I look nothing like him. You know, I had no connection, no inside scoop, no nothing. I just took a shot. And that's what I think people need to do. Like stop, stop overthinking they aren't worthy. Stop overthinking their pitch isn't good enough to be, you know, seen or read. They just gotta take a shot. And that's what I did. There's like no secret sauce onto that. I think what really made him say, okay, let's do it is the vision, you know, especially with a podcast, even when someone's doing a book tour, can the person that you're pitching really relate to your message? You know, mm -hmm. I'm talking about schools over now. What, like who hasn't asked themselves that question at some point in their life? Right. Right. But there might be somebody who has a podcast about doing yoga or, you know, baking cookies. You know, if you have a podcast doing yoga and baking cookies and you're pitching, you know, a person like Ryan or whoever, they might not relate to yoga and baking cookies. But right. so be careful on who you're pitching to and make sure, you know, it's something that they truly, you know, that's relatable to them. Yeah. Talk to me about in the next coming years, right? Everybody's talking about, will Clubhouse, you know, kill podcasts, will live kill podcasts. And you've been somebody who you've been tapping into both networks. Where do you see the future of podcasting? Should people still be starting podcasts or is there a new trend that you think other people should be jumping on? If you had to start all over, what would it look like for you? Would you do a podcast again? Oh, of course, by far. Yeah, I think about it like this, like, like, like there's a, man, it's probably millions on millions of YouTube channels. I mean, podcasting is still the infancy stages. Um, it's still it's still at very small stages. And I think the, the interest, if anything, has gotten higher, right? COVID hit, right? When COVID hit in January, over 850,000 new podcasts were created since January, fam. That Like, it's, it's just now getting hot to people. When I started podcasting in, in June 2018, where I come from, they didn't even know what a podcast was. You know, they were right. trying to figure out, yo, fam, do we go to SoundCloud? Like, do we go to like, 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 I think a lot of people know, so, still don't know what it is. Where, 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 where can I listen to it at? Yeah, uh, purple app. Like, I, I stumbled across the purple app at a gas station myself, you know, so I could totally relate to that. So I think, I think with Clubhouse and all these other, you know, social media platforms, you just got to get in there, find out what's really for you, what's the tribe and community for you, spend your time wisely. And if another app comes along, just participate in the app. Everybody has their own preference. There are people who absolutely cannot stand Facebook, and there are people who love it 
you just got to find out which platform you perform and work on the best. Um, but I don't think nothing is going to kill podcasts. Everything is elevating it. And I think even COVID has elevated it. Well, by far it has, but by the facts it has. Man. So if somebody, one of the things that you said uh, is you, you got to find out where your tribe is. And I think a lot of people struggle with that to figure out who are their tribe. They're multi-passionate, so they don't know what exactly their niche should be. Are they an entrepreneur? Are they an entrepreneur? For you, how big are you on finding a niche? Or is it just, yo, just talk about whatever you want and figure out the people who respond? What does that look like if you're coaching somebody? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to, one, create it. And then as you create it, you have to ask yourself, all right, is this already being done? If it is already being done, where is the ideal person hanging out at, right? Like if they're hanging out like audience wise, right? The audience that, that enjoys this type of content, where are they? And then you got to go find them and you have to engage in that content and you have to be purposeful behind it. I think for me with Clubhouse, the biggest aha uh, was creating podcast secrets revealed. The club has over 26,000 members. Mm-hmm. I have about, uh, about 14,000 uh, followers on Clubhouse, but that goes to show you that the value is really in building a community. That's the key, right? And people that are that want to learn about a subject matter or, or want to grow in a, in a subject matter or field that you have the same interest in, and it's just like calling them out, right? It's like having a conversation with them, like one-on-one. And then here's the thing I, I found out that really works with building a community is the ability to be who you are and not code switch. So many times mm-hmm. people get in the rooms, they start talking all proper. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, nah, nah. But the people who really win are the people who are just really who they are. You know, because you're going to either repel or you're going to attract. That's the key. Hey, Dream Builder. If you're anything like me, you have no idea how to come up with a quality logo or even a creative design. You know that quality is important, but it's not always the easiest to nail down, right? That's where Design Crowd comes in. Whether it's a logo, a website, book cover, or even a social media ad, they have a community of over 900,000 professional designers around the world ready to help solve your creative problem. Head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation to learn more. And just for being a part of the dream nation tribe, you're going to receive a special VIP offer when you sign up of up to $150 credit. Now, instead of waiting weeks for an agency to pitch you an idea, you'll be able to get a design of exactly what you need within just three days. So again, head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and check it out. Facts. Now, one of the things that I think has been so dope about watching you is your consistency, right? You consistently show up. And that's something that we said before, you know, the uh, the podcast started before we went live today. Um, and I want to ask you for a lot of people, they struggle with getting off the ground because I think we're a lot of, they start podcasts, but I want to say that I read that the average podcast doesn't last past 13 episodes. Correct. Right. And you and I, we've either recorded or, you know, we've recorded our own or been on someone else's. I know I'm going on what, 200 and some odd episodes. My question to you is how do you keep your consistency? Because not only are you doing these, but you can find you every Monday night. In Clubhouse, right? For your tribe. You can find you consistently showing up on Instagram. Where does your consistency come from? And what are some tools or hacks when you don't feel like doing it? How do you continuously show up? And the first hack is who are you doing it for? What's your why? You know, hmm. fam, I got three kids. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we going to go get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, what is your why? Tap into your why, your purpose, and, like, who are you doing it for? 
and, and, and let them know what you're doing. You know, like I can literally say, I can go up the stairs uh, and my daughter be like, Hey, you going to podcast? Like, like, like your kids saying that and they're like three years old, fam. That, that's that. You already know what time it is. Right. I think tap into your why for sure. And I think also on being consistent, set a schedule, like, like set a schedule. Like I can tell you, like, I know a podcast episode is going to release every single Friday it has for the last 146 weeks. I can just tell you, that. I know it's coming. You know, because right. it's already set up and just and, and then also too tapping into moments where people reminded you um, just how much they appreciated you doing what you're doing. You know, there's people who have told me an episode, you know, saved them from killing themselves. There's people who told me, um, you know, this is so inspiring, like like even from a clubhouse perspective, there's people who told me, you know, the energy in the room. I don't feel that energy anywhere else. You know, that alone, you tap into just that one comment in the back of your head. You'll press that start button. You'll press that open the room. You'll press that go. I think I think that's what you got to tap into. Remind yourself of moments and tap into your why. Man. And so that goes back to the first point that you said, like, who are you doing it for? Right. Mm-hmm. And you might say, OK, well, I don't got kids or I don't got a wife or I don't got a husband, but that's OK. But you got a tribe. And something that I always tell people all the time is even if you're four five or six, right, think about those people that are ones, twos, threes or even zeros. That's just looking to take that first step. That's so powerful. So always think about who are you doing it for? We all want to make income, but at the end of the day, if we focus on making the impact first, you know, value, money comes in exchange of value. What value do you give? And it doesn't always have to be materialistic value as in a physical product. Sometimes it's just that spiritual value, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, I got to go listen to him. I got to go see him or her. Yeah. Right, so I love that you said that. Talk to me about how do you plan your episodes? Because you said 146 weeks. Like, what does that look like for you? Are you planning it weeks in advance? Are you planning it the night before that it's a Thursday? Like, <laughs> I got to get something up. Like, what does that look like for you? Man, they're all in the chamber ready. Uh, it, 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 and the planning is like, um, so I look at a four-week month, and it's like a solo episode. We, we created this thing called Extra Credit Fridays where we go back and we, re- we revisit a conversation uh, from a former guest. We repurpose yeah. it in, in under five minutes or less. Um, so that's Extra Credit. Um, and then we follow it up by two guests. So that, that's the formula. The formula is solo, extra credit, two guests. And then it just keeps on going. Got it. So each week, right? So you're saying the second week of every single month is where you do that extra credit. Correct. Correct. So that's the four-week whole layout. As far as like interviews, there's days where I would just like interview a bunch of people. Like literally, even after this, fam, I have uh, I'm interviewing Bradley after this is over. So it's like a, a constant schedule. And I don't even know exactly when that is going to come out because yeah. there's so many people just like already like in drives ready, you know, but we're going through a formula now. Um, and it wasn't always that way, you know, at the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning stages, I mean, at the beginning stages, fam, you're like, oh, snap, like, all right, I'm going I'm to do, I'm going to do, you know, but after you keep doing something and that's anything in life, you'll start figuring out a routine and a game plan that works best for you. That's what's up, man. No, it's, it's, uh, just like you said, it, it never comes in the beginning. I mean, we've changed up our formula so many times that people ask, like, what is the formula? I think in the beginning, you got to find out where can you stay consistent at, right? Because everybody, like, in the beginning, I would have never thought that we would be releasing three episodes per week. That's right. Crazy. On two shows, six episodes. It was like, no. But then I tried it. And then we saw that it was we had to tweak up some things if we want to continue to do that or otherwise you got to drop it back down. So I yeah. agree with you. I just think that most people, they got to figure out what works for them in the beginning. 
Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and so then plus two, there's this shit they gonna take him take him more shots. You take him more shots, the chances of him going in are a lot higher. You know, like we've had a crazy downloads. Like I said, we have a hundred, you know, and forty forty five episodes. But dude, if we shooting the ball three times a week, sheesh. You know, but at the same time, you gotta do what's best for you. You don't want to overdo it, otherwise you're gonna burn yourself out. Yeah, talk to me about how big is batch recording or batch interviewing for you? Because that's a question that comes up all the time. People are yeah. like, should I be batching? How many should I put in the vault? Like, has that been a, a critical piece of your business? Yeah, by far you got to batch. I think if you don't batch, you're, you're guaranteed to either one, be burned out, two, be stressed, or or three, really just be lost. You know, and I think having like, like with the ultimate confidence, knowing, you know, that I don't got to chase down nobody. There's like eight people already in this, just ready. You know, if anything, right. it's more just contacting them and make sure they know, hey, it's still coming. Just stay patient. It's still coming. That's what's up. Now, how many, out of everybody that you've interviewed, I want to put you on the spot a little bit and uh -huh. say, like, out of everybody that you've interviewed, who surprised you the most? Uh, Probably. Hmm. And I asked that question before you answer. I asked that question because I like to ask other podcasts who've been super successful. Sometimes yeah. we get guests that come on and we think that they're going to crush it, right? <laughs> and trash. they and and then they don't and you're like, "Yo, like how scripted are you?" Or sometimes you get that person that you know, for me, I've never even heard of this person, but my team has vetted them and then yeah. they come on it's the first time we're meeting and then all of a sudden their story, their mindset it blows me away. And so that's yeah. why I use the word surprise you. It could go either way, but like, who's Let's been that person ways. that Let's surprised you? Uh, uh, I had had this lady by the name of Brittany McKinnon on the show. Um, and she runs a successful business in Charlotte. She's a boss online. Uh, she came on the podcast and absolutely killed it. Like she had beat like she had beat palsy. She had like she she just was a, a beast. And, and so many people liked it. And she got her whole tribe behind it. Everybody kept sharing it. They kept rating it. They kept talking about it. And I'm like, this real secret is getting somebody on a podcast who hasn't spoken yet. And, right. and, and they're going to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, she blew a lot of people out of the water. Um, as far as like a guest that really surprised me um, outside of that one, um, Matthew knows. Beyonce's dad, yo, he was surprising uh, in, in multiple different ways. I remember the first 10 seconds I met him, uh, the first 10 seconds I met him, he gets up there. He's like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! They didn't tell me you were black. Oh man, oh man!" Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, and then for him to one do the interview the first time I met him, he did an interview with me for an hour. Was After that the interview was virtual? over. Uh, it was virtual because COVID, COVID. Too. Okay. Um, and for the record, though, we, we've 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 done like four interviews together already. So we done it. We done the interview for an hour. After the interview, he called me. We talked on the phone for forty five minutes. Um, and, and for him to just spend that time with me, trying to understand more about me, uh, but then try to understand how he could help and talk the language he was talking. That's rare, man. Um, right. and it, it just built a relationship. So I, like I said, I was able to interview him four times. Uh, whenever I text him, he, he, he'll text and sometimes he'll just straight up call you, you know? And I think that's, that's a real stand up guy. Um, almost like that, that uncle slash, like you, you get that, you get that figure with him, man. And we already know his, 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 uh, credibility. So right. it, means, it means a lot. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I got a couple of people like that, that right when you said that, that, that 
it's just that means a lot the people and you never know it that's the power of podcasting and building relationships right like i tell people all the time when they ask me jack canfield it was the same way i would have never ever thought that right to get jack canfield we rap for two and a half hours it was so powerful. So if nothing else, like maybe you're not doing your podcast to monetize, right? Maybe, mm -hmm. but what you are just doing your podcasting for is to build relationships because those relationships will help you oh, offline gosh. get in the doors that you never would have imagined. Yeah, man. I think one of the people coming on tonight, you say that too, um, just from the advice he's giving me uh, in person and advice he's giving me uh, on the phone uh, and my lap. Mm. If you think he's something on Instagram, Oh my goodness. In person, he's the real deal. Uh, even to this day, he's the real deal. Like there's very few people that you like, yo, that's the real deal. Uh, from the very, from the second you see him to the, to even to now, it, that guy's the real deal, man. That guy's a superstar. I love it, man. Yeah. We definitely got to get Ed on the show at some point. I know we reached out a couple of times, but there's, let me ask you this though, flipping it. Who are you excited? Are you going after any, any guests? Cause maybe somebody listens or watches this and they say, Oh, I got a connection with, with him or her. So is there anybody that you're excited in 2021 to try to bring on the show? Um, that maybe the tribe can help you to connect with. Hmm. I've never been asked that question, man. Because I, I, if you know, Cash, you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a plotter. I think a lot. And the people I'm really excited way. about, I'm like really like, I'm talking to the person that's beside him every day. You know, and, and, and for me, the only reason I haven't asked for that person yet or, or tried is because I'm ready to fly. That's a, that's a you know, forget COVID. We're going to take the plane for this one. Um, but if I was to go out to riff and say somebody I never thought of that I haven't reached out to, uh, give me the rock, give me Kevin Hart. <laughs> got it. Yeah. And the only reason why I asked that, we, we in the same boat, my brother and I actually got, well, not the rock, um, but Kevin Hart. So I have said it all my tribe. They all know it's Kevin Hart and it's Will Smith. I got connections to uh, both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we in the trenches and I'm definitely yeah. a plotter too, right? I mean, everybody who I've gotten on the show, I would say that I plot it for the most part. And now it's starting to get easier as you already know, because yeah. you just kind of get that snowball effect. But those have been the two people that I've been speaking into existence. Will Smith and Kevin I'll take Kanye too though. Kanye all day too. Kanye, you, you never, I, I, <laughs> I can see Kanye saying yes. And then saying like, I don't, you don't know what you'll get. <laughs> uh, of course I'd love to get him. But That's I feel like definitely it. KH would be crazy to get on the show. Yeah, yeah, all day. Yeah, man. And you know somebody else who I'm really trying to get, and she knows it, but she's she said, uh, but Mel Robbins. You know, are you a fan of yeah, Mel Robbins? Yeah, very familiar. Yeah, very familiar. Yeah, man. I'm I'm trying to get Mel Robbins. I've just heard her speak so much, and I feel like the authenticity that she comes with every single time she shows up is you just should be able to crazy. get her though, man. You should be able to get her. But I'm, I'm, bro, we've been trying. Mel, yeah. if you see this, if you're watching this, stop <laughs> playing. I got so many, and she's already said like um, that that she would do it, but it's time. And I think that uh, what I want somebody else to see or hear uh, mm. right now is it's all about timing a lot of yeah. the times. People won't say no, they're just saying not right now. Because sometimes they want to see how hard are you going to pursue it? How persistent are you going to be? What mm -hmm. value are you really going to try to add to their life? Then they come back and they like, yo, he or she, they're different. Mm -hmm. Like, let me, let me do this. They're different. So, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. If I get Kevin Hart, I'll be sure to make that plug. I should say <laughs> when I get him. If you haven't already got him, I'll be sure to make that plug for you, my brother. That's my, that's my <laughs> guarantee to you. Appreciate that, Kevin Hart. Yeah, man. So... 
we're coming to the end of this thing, man. It's been, you know, super phenomenal. One thing I want to ask you, something that I ask everybody is, um, looking at your journey of how much you've learned, you know, over your years, I always ask people if there's anything that they would change, but people always say I wouldn't change anything, which I already know. We, we all would change something, right? Because there was a lot of things that happened that we feel like we wish we wouldn't have went through. But I've decided to, to I guess, uh, ask the question in a different way. If there is one thing that you feel you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on your journey. What would that go. one thing be? Oh man, that's easy. Uh, I wish I had flew to everybody. That's it. That's it. I, I have some of the craziest people on the show. I have amazing relationships with them. Um, and we haven't even physically met yet. So I would, I would literally go back into my Rolodex of all the people I've had on the show. And I would have just flew to everybody. Uh, but there's, there's proximity changes everything. Um, hmm. that's what I would do. Uh, and then I would do that in a heartbeat. That's That's interesting, man. Cause that question came up to me. I just had Grant on the show and then one of my buddies asked me, uh, how come you didn't fly down there? Right. And, and do it. And so I don't know, it was a decision that I thought about and I was like, man, like, do, do you, so you feel like you can't make the same impact virtually that you could make in person? Nah. It, 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 the fact you can make an impact virtually, um, like the relationships I have built virtually, um, the fact that they're as strong virtually, oh, the physical would be crazy. Because I think uh, there's a song I heard, All of My Idols Are Friends. That's it, bro. That's the vibes. That's the, that's, that, that, that's the vibe. And uh, I remember the whole Grant thing, For even for me, when I when I landed Grant, I remember it. I remember it, how hard it was. And I remember um, how many times it was a scheduling thing. And I remember hearing that I was going to fly down there. They weren't going to do it. Then I, you know, I made some things happen. And then it went down. It actually happened in person. So I, I would definitely say that the impact is, is it's definitely physical. Because people want social, like they want to see it. I don't know why, but they just want to see it. They want to see you moving. They want to see the dude. They want to see you take a, a a luggage bag and just throw it behind your back and just go. You know, they they, they like that inside world, huh? That vlog style world. Yeah, they want to see it. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to give it to them. So I would say that for sure. That's what's up, man. For somebody that's out here that's still listening, uh, but they got that little voice in their head, and that little voice says that they're not smart enough, they're not strong enough. Or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's that one thing that you would leave them with to get them to just take action? First of all, go take a shower and get and get that that little voice off your back. You know what I mean, that's a, that's the first thing, man. And I mean, everybody got like little voices and things like that. To take action, you got to really ask yourself, like, who were you? Like before, before you know, people told you what wasn't possible. What did you believe? What got you excited? You know, and, and people get this mistaken so bad with like uh, cockiness and whatnot. No, it is putting the blinders on and just realizing how dope you are. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that you are, you are, you are worthy and, and you attract the right people because you deserve the moment. And that's one of the things, even in corporate, I learned, bro. I, I, I was even shocked by myself. I remember, you know, presenting in front of uh, pe people who were, at the time, they were getting probably about 300000 I was nowhere near that. And I, I was selected to be in a room where they were all either three hundred to $500,000 a year salary. And I was I was presented to be in a room, sit for the entire time, and present. And I second-guessed myself. And I remember this regional HR person looked at me and she said, you belong here, but most importantly, yo, you're in your element. 
And I just took that same principle and I applied it to life. So guys, mm-hmm. if you even have a thought, you belong in that thought and you belong in that element. So show up. So show up. Man, for anybody who wants to stay connected with you, we'll make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes. Uh, but where can they find you at? Yeah, man, you can find me on all platforms at Sean R. Anthony, one underscore, though. At Sean Anthony underscore. I've been seeing this crazy thing happen, bro, with a lot of these scam pages. This is outrageous. But it's at Sean R. Anthony, one underscore. Um, and if the guy got nine posts and it's an off balance of follows and all that, that is not me. Uh, <laughs> but also you can find us on all platforms. School's over. Now what is the podcast? We're out each and every single Friday, bro. I appreciate you for having me. Um, and I appreciate being up here representing and most importantly, inspiring dream nation. Oh, absolutely. My brother, it's been an honor. I want to be the first one. If nobody else has told you today, thank you. And I appreciate you. Remember, Dream Nation, just as he said, you got to take action because as we all know, if we don't take action, that dream that you have, it will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side.